Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Okay, it's August 10th, 2017. You're listening to John's Old Time Radio Show. We have, once again, two special guests here in the south of France. You guys want to introduce yourselves and say hello? Uh, well, I'm R. Crum. I live in the beautiful south of France. I'm, I realize I'm lucky that I live here. and It's a nice, cool day. That's, the weather's cooled down, so oh, we're comfortable. Yeah. Here we don't have the fan on. And we're here with... My very good friend Guillaume Veillet, who lives in eastern France in the Alpine region over near Switzerland, and uh, he's deep into old-time French music, and so we, you know, invited him to come and do some podcasting with us. Hi, folks. Hope you don't mind a French accent. <laughs> That's very charming. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> as we're gonna talk about French music, well, it's makes sense yeah it's it would be weird if it if it wasn't there Cari 
What an ending. Yeah, yeah. it's a, they oh. it's a squeaked in on tape, I think, and they edited uh, uh. bad editing, I, I, I guess. Okay, well, it's uh, August 9th, 2017, and we are uh, in Robert Crumb's record room with a special guest, Guillaume Villet. Am I saying your last name correctly? How do you yeah, say Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Guillaume, tell us what we're uh, what we just listened to. Fabulous record. Uh, actually, it's a French recording. You wouldn't recognize uh, a French uh, song. It's uh, it comes from Corsica, uh, which is a, a, an island in the Mediterranean, which is which has been French since the seventeen sixties, and uh, huh. their culture is quite different from uh, continental France. Uh, their language is quite close to Italian, and their musics are very Mediterranean and uh, maybe closer to I don't know, you know to Greece <coughs> or the uh, North so, Africa. Then, uh, so when when was that recorded? 1948. Wow. That guy uh, was uh, uh, the guy we recorded uh, uh, this strange music uh, was a, a violin player at the opera in Paris, so very. Uh, famous and wealthy uh, a classical musician and he was born in Corsica his name uh. was Felix Quilici and the um, Parisian uh. Museum for uh, Folk Art for the tra yeah. tradition right. Musée National des Arts Tradition Populaire right. in, in French uh, asked him to do a, a musical tour of uh, Corsica uh. Uh, to do some field recordings yeah. and he would uh. he spend maybe you know, two months uh, in the villages. Does it give the name of the guy that actually is singing and playing the fiddle on there? Does it tell his name? Yeah, it's uh, Mr. Rocky. Huh. And, and they, on the label, they give his uh, profession. So it's a uh, uh, menuisier. So it's working on wood. I can't remember the huh. English. Yeah. Huh. He makes, uh, uh, huh. makes furniture. and uh, So because it's a field recording, and uh, so uh, he's playing the Fiddle and uh, another Mr. Rocky is singing. Is a retired, so must be like father and son. Oh no, yeah. I don't know. Oh. And this oh. um, musical style is uh, called curente, so it's song accompanied by a fiddle, and it's mainly used for uh, weddings. So there's a guy playing the fiddle and another huh. guy. Uh, wishing well to the uh, to the new. So is the singer and the fiddler two separate people on the record? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You want me to hold it? Okay. It's incredible music. Yeah, find me a copy. I'm jealous. That's Guillaume's record, not mine. <laughs> and I guess we're listening to mostly uh, Guillaume's well, records. Some of his, awesome. some of mine, yeah. Right. And so Quilici uh, made hundreds of recordings that year in yeah? 48. Huh. And they're all uh, available now from. At the Bibliothèque Nationale in uh, in France, so it's all uh, digitalized and uh, oh yeah, and we huh. uh, mm. I, I did a kind of anthology of Corsican music a few years ago. Uh, it was part of a, a box about French traditional music, yeah. Yeah. and we released many extracts from this uh, 1948. Uh, Recordings and yeah. he w came back to Corsica in '49, did some more, and then in '62. So there's a lot of huh. stuff. Yeah. And mm. people in the uh, in the cities in uh, in Corsica, when listening to these recordings, were uh, a bit shocked because they thought it wasn't 
genuine uh, genuine Corsican uh, music. It's it's it sounded Arabic for them. It was wasn't good, huh. you know, huh. uh, because they thought the only interesting music in Corsica was Lear's a song with a mandolin or uh, Italian style oh, which yeah? was p- oh, popular yeah? in the bars in the restaurants in huh. the big Corsican cities like yeah. Bastia or Ajaccio yeah. and they realized that in the countryside there was some incredible some whole other thing going on <laughs> yeah but they, they didn't like it wow. um, but really uh, no, uh, and like wow. then a few years later there was a, a revival yeah. in uh, Corsican traditional huh. music huh. and there are young people playing the fiddle, but the mm. main uh, aspect of the um, Corsican revival is polyphonic singing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and maybe we can listen to another record, uh, another, another Corsican okay. record, yeah. with um, three three male singers. Uh, okay, is that the one on the other side of that? Yeah. Okay, let's listen to that. Yeah, and it's recorded uh, in, in Piedi Croce, which is a... Uh, in north uh, eastern Corsica. Yeah, 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 and uh, that style of singing is called pagiela, and it's three parts male singing mainly, and uh, there are other kind of polyphonic singing in in Corsica, but this one is is the most famous uh, famous now. And when they did the like uh, cultural revival in the seventies, the first track. Uh, really focused on uh, on the pagella that thought it was the most emblematic uh, music of Corsica. So many young singers started listening to the old recordings, meeting old musicians, and started singing themselves. So now that you can 
hear many uh, Corsican bands uh, on, uh, in cultural centers in France, continental France. They will focus on Pagala, but it's only one aspect of many very fascinating uh, aspects of Corsican music, which is very different from French continental yeah, music. And, uh, like how much was recorded like that's similar to that like fiddle music that we heard in the first track uh on I mean, that was really deep really heavy yeah on 78 maybe it's the only one existing <laughs> oh. but 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 uh, as far as field recordings are concerned uh, in uh archives in museums yeah. we will find some uh, other examples yes yeah, please got these uh field recordings that were never put on 78 they're just on tapes that were great of old mm. french traditional fiddling from other areas of wow. of mainland france they're really nice but they're they're never they were never put on 78 they're just on tapes and stuff oh but, well what can you do so he's got them on cd mm. put them on cd reissues that he did yeah yeah t tell everybody about the cd reissues that you've done too like where they can find stuff like this yeah, but uh, so um, uh, I mentioned earlier a box, it's a 10 CD box set that Robert knows well because he did the, he drew the artwork for the records. Right. And uh, so it's um, an anthology of French traditional music because there, there wasn't one, you, you for in America you had like Harry Smith or yeah. and uh, in the UK there's uh, Reg Hall did the voice of the people. And I was quite frustrated uh, about 10 to 15 years ago that we didn't have such a, a collection in France. So I decided to make one. So I spent a few years touring France, all of and uh, meet people who did some field recordings or who s uh, keep field recordings because some of them are quite old. So yeah. nobody's left uh, to talk about them. But well, and um, so it's it's was released on a um, French label called Frémo et Associé. It's called France, une anthologie des musiques traditionnelles. Uh, and it was released in um, 2009, so a few years ago. And since um, so I released... How many CDs? It's like 10, ten, ten, ten CDs in a box set. Yeah. For all the different regions of France, including... Uh, Corsica and even I think Martinique, right? There's yeah, the, stuff, um, something CD from Martinique. What, what we call <coughs> Outremer, so it's the islands which were <coughs> part of the uh, French Empire and by chance remain French. And France uh, still has something like 80 colonial possessions, so it has the most colonial possessions now of any country in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. But most of them are, are considered as part of. Mainland France, the French department, you know, That's France. That's right. Yeah, Martinique is a, another department of France. Hmm. <laughs> so the same as uh, Central France or Brittany, it's uh, the same. Uh, is Réunion still like that? Still yeah, a department? Uh, the French uh, overseas depart department, uh, Guadeloupe and Martinique yeah. in the West Indies, yeah. Guyane in South America, Réunion. Uh, which is an island uh, not far in from Africa. Madagascar yeah. in the uh, Indian Ocean. And there are some uh, overseas territories which are a bit different. What about Tahiti? Is Tahiti, Tahiti yeah, Tahiti, which is part of French Polynesia. Yeah. So, uh, what else does, does France have in Polynesia and Melanesia? Still uh, have New Caledonia. New Caledonia. And New Caledonia might get its independence in a few years. They're working on a referendum and it might become independent. Huh. I have a couple yeah. old 78s of, you know, field recordings that were done in New Caledonia by some French person. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah they're one is that uh, 
that one where the they're imitating fucking where they're going <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah, from uh, Yungen area area on the mainland in uh, well, uh, New Caledonia it's a big island there's some yeah. smaller islands yeah. and this kind of singing it's from the main island oh you know that very, okay. very interesting <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> I guess it is um, uh, by your description, uh, yeah. right? Okay, so what's next? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, would any of these be of interest to uh, yeah, but the it's listeners? Uh, it's the uh, same kind of polyphonic singing, so maybe okay. we'd like to change. Okay, right now, yeah, and then you edit. Uh, so we spent some time on, on Corsica. Let's go back to mainland France and uh, to some kind of music which might uh, sound more French to the listeners. Uh, it comes from central France, which uh, has a tradition of uh, hurdy-gurdy playing. Right. Uh, you know that instrument? Of yeah? course, yeah. And, um, and this comes from Berry, which is uh, in the deep center of France. And uh, uh, that guy we're going to listen to was recorded uh, actually in Paris in a museum. So we there's a funny announcement with the uh, researcher who right. uh, giving this person's name so uh, yeah. we learned that it was recorded in 1948 at uh, the Phonotech National so the National Sound Archive in right. France and uh, this position is part of um, a local uh, society of musicians in Berry which is called Les Gars du Berry so okay, it's cool. La Mariée de Saint-Tou Joué à la vielle par M. Henri Joly, né à Saint-Denis-de-Jouet, Indre, de la société Les Gars du Berry, enregistré à la Phonothèque Nationale le 26 avril 1948. Yes, a wedding march actually. It was a wedding march again. Yeah. yeah. Is that all they recorded was wedding music? Well, no. in those days, that kind of celebratory music was 
Mostly played at weddings. Yeah. I was being kind of facetious because it... it and there's lots of old photos, like postcards you can find showing these wedding marches where they're being led. The, the whole wedding party, the br bride and groom in front, in front of them is marching the guy with the cr cranking this hurdy-gurdy VL or playing a bagpipe. Yeah. There's lots of old photos like that. Yeah, and so the, uh, this instrument, the hurdy-gurdy, is now associated with central France, where in the past it was widespread uh, all over France, yeah. especially in Mayoria, which is Savoie in the French Alps, or in Brittany, southwest France. And uh, uh, this instrument was invented in the Middle Ages and has been used by uh, beggars since. And uh, oh, yeah. we would uh, see many hurdy-gurdy players in the streets of big cities like in the yeah. 18th or it, 19th century. That's what I associate it with even though I had no history on it. But It sounds really medieval yeah. and you know, there's old pictorial depictions like Bruegel, Bru no, Bosch paintings showing what hurdy-gurdy and you know, yeah. part of a Bosch painting. So it's an ancient instrument. And uh, I get the sense from the records that we've heard so far that they're more or less like uh, Americans uh, version Library of Congress where people were, were sent out to record this music yeah. for the, you said for the museum? Yeah, that's what I brought first. It's yeah, records uh, released by uh, institutions and maybe uh, only a few copies were sold, you know, it's not commercial yeah. recordings as such. Maybe people could buy them, or maybe at the museum. I think they were for schools and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Schools would buy them, so, you know, Thank universities God they and stuff. They recorded it. Jeez. Yeah. Just on yeah. what we've heard so far. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there are many more, but not on 78s. But luckily, we have some 78s. So yeah, yeah. Look, unlike the United States, the commercial companies in France did not go into the. You know the rural regions and record lots of rural music like they did in the U.S. They just didn't do that. Yeah. They, I don't know why. Don't know why they didn't. Because Pathé, French record company, did lots of recording of folk music in other countries. You know they went to Greece. They did great stuff. Most obscure regional music in Greece. Pathé recorded and in they went North to Africa. North right? Africa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and lots of Moroccan stuff. Moroccan, Algerian. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't do it in France. They just didn't do it. I don't know why. Maybe Strange. there wasn't a market. Uh, well, the they, but you have to create the market. They, yeah, yeah. They were, there wasn't a market in necessarily in Greece either. They just they thought they could create one, and they so they recorded lots of them. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's probably just like, you know, as simple as it was just one person's opinion of what was good. Possibly. And, you know, Executive business guy, yeah. The yeah. early stages of the record business, it's probably a lot simpler than we right. would look back on it and think it would be. Yeah, and as France is a very centralized country, and uh, from Paris, you know, uh, rural music is That's, not considered as very interesting. And yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So yeah. must Everything a, came from Paris. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. More, you know, that's what I would think, anyways. You know, that they would. Think. Some very adventurous pan-European record companies like Polydor. I don't know why they didn't do. They went in Portugal, recorded all kinds of great, you know, folk music in Portugal and all over Europe and North Africa, Polydor and everywhere. But in France, but they unless didn't. somebody really has the idea that they're going to go out and record rural music to sell Victrolas to poor people. Yeah. You know, I mean, think yeah, of what right. like, got recorded in America on the Edison label, you know. Like, what if that was all we had, you know. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, that's exactly a good comparison. Yourself, you know? 
That's a very good. There's a very little country music on Edison. There's a, a little bit, not tiny, much. tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few Ernest Stoneman records. I think. Yeah, a couple of fiddlers and Ernest yeah. Stoneman. Yeah, and like that's it. Yeah, that's that's what it was the attitude and, was and like. Four Columbus Quartet records and everything else was like most marching. Squaresville, yeah. Squaresville. There's some good dance bands, but yeah. Yeah, it was a few. Yeah, that's true. And you know, in Paris, they recorded extensively Musette. Thousands and thousands of Musette records, but right. some of which which are fantastic. Yeah, but it would just be it's nice to urban have music. this mix of this deep rural music that yeah. we've been hearing so far. It's so mind blowing. Yeah. The big companies there, Pathé, Odeon, Columbia, they just just dabbled in the in rural music a little bit. Whatever happened to fall into their hands in Paris, you know, they they just like. I think we should. Uh, be nice to listen to this Frères Guillemine. Guillemine. Yeah, Frères Guillemin, because it's the same area, um, uh, Berry, so in central France, and they did some commercial recordings. Yeah. They were brothers um, originating from the Cher department, so it's in Berry, which is an old province yeah. of France and in the central France. And one moved to Paris and started playing in uh, small um, you know, clubs, cabaret. Oh, uh, they cabaret. did, they did, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. okay. And he would play alongside a, a, a storyteller from Berry to, uh, ah. his name is Jacques, Jacques Martel, and he released many 78s ah. too. So he had a kind of um, Parisian life, but kept his uh, ah. Berry show or roots. Ah. And his brother, uh, Gaston Guima, uh, uh, remain in Berry. He went. He came to Paris to record a few sides with his brother. We're yeah. going to uh, listen to one, but he, he stayed in Berry and became um, a teacher for younger musicians. Yeah. And was one of the last traditional musicians of Berry. Oh, yeah. okay. He died maybe in the sixties. I oh, can't yeah. remember the date. Yeah. So these uh, are recorded around nineteen thirty, right? Something like yeah. that. And we're going to listen to La Marche des Cornards. Okay. Cornard uh, meaning uh, cuckold. It's a kind of very sweet, pastoral, uh, genteel style of, of it's uh, bagpipe and viol or hurdy-gurdy. Okay. Yeah, one is playing the, the bagpipes, yeah. yeah. Because in Berry, Berry is also famous for its bagpipes. There's a famous book by Georges Sand, who is a female writer, very famous in France. And she wrote uh, a novel about uh, a bagpipe player in Berry, oh in yeah. central France, called Les Maîtres Sonneurs. Oh yeah. oh. And it's, oh. it's a very interesting reading.
That's great. Yeah. Beautiful bagpipe playing. Guillemin Brothers. <laughs> the, the sweet music of rural France, old time rural France. And uh, in central France, there was a big uh, traditional music festival which was created in 1976 called Saint Chartier which takes place in the village where the Georges Sand's novel is supposed to ah, take place. Okay. And um, the big stage, the main stage, is called uh, uh, Frère Guillemin. It's dedicated oh, yeah, it's to named after them, yeah. Yeah, ah. kind of and it's spiritual just, fathers. It's just all bagpipe and VL music. Yeah, but the, the For day, days and days of bagpipe and VL yeah, music. Yeah. So it's coming out of your ears. That's what someone told me that went to it. Said you just, you know, after a while, just get bagpipe music come out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> that was really pretty. Oh yeah, really pretty. Those guys play pretty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we got. We can go to Auvergne. I don't know because uh, from Berry, uh, Auvergne is just uh, a few hundred, well, not even a hundred miles away. Let's, let's try Buscatel. Oh, yeah, so it's still... So we can talk about Auvergne and about Paris, too. Yeah. Okay. This is a guy named uh, Buscatel. I forget his first name. Antoine. Antoine, Antoine, who was an old guy when he recorded. He was already old. and This is like, a, I don't know, 1930, 29. It's called Juliet. Okay. And it has the VL by Guinefet. He's not the most interesting VL player, but it's okay.
Beautiful. You know, that, that kind of playing, like, almost reminds me of a certain kind of rural American fiddle music, you know? Yeah, sure. It's very, very similar it's to that, Celtic, that style. You know? Yeah. Man, was that nice. So that guy, Buscatel, um, is from Auvergne, which is another reality. Oh, he's from Auvergne. Yeah. Central France. Sure. And um, he moved to Paris, like many other Auvergnats and uh, kept his instrument in Paris, which is a back local bagpipes, which is cabrette, called cabrette, right. or musette. Yeah, that's where the word musette comes from. They yeah. started calling that bagpipe musette. And huh. it, it was con considered as the king of um, cabrette players in Paris. Yeah. It, uh, when he was still alive, people would call him the king of... Uh, le, roi, right. le roi des cabretteurs, <laughs> uh, which means king <coughs> of uh, cabrette players. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're lucky enough to have many records yeah. by him. Yeah, that's right. He made a lot. And in Paris, there was an uh, area, I guess, around the Rue de Lap, where there was a lot of uh, dance halls where the Auvergnat immigrants to Paris would come to hang out and dance. And, and they had this cabaret playing. And then these accordion players started to come along. And a lot of them were Italians. And there was a big conflict because they've all lived in the same working class districts of Paris. And there was at first there was in like the 1890s or early 1900s there was a lot of conflict between the Italians and the Auvergnats and they, they kind of had this competing music, the, the cabaret, the bagpipe, VL stuff and then there's these Italians with their accordions and there was a, uh, a man named Charles Pegori who was a accordion player and I guess him and Buscatel kind of made peace because they used to have knife fights and everything in these dance halls. Then uh, Pegory made peace, this is the story I've heard, made peace with, with Buscatel, and, and he, I think he ended up marrying Buscatel's daughter yeah, or something yeah, like Pegory that. Yeah, became uh, yeah. Uh, Buscatel's son-in-law. Yeah. And so then the, <laughs> they started adapting to each other's music. So this Italian accordion-playing style mixed with this... Uh, Auvergne bagpipe style became like the popular form of, of musette later. Yeah, and to be frank, uh, the Italian accordion replaced the it did. almost replaced it did, the yeah. bagpipes. It did. And if you listen to uh, uh, musette recordings from the 1920s and 30s, yeah. it sounds a lot more Italian than uh, that's Auvergne. true. Yeah, but that's true. At the same time, uh, the Auvergne kept playing the traditional music and we're lucky enough to have have Auvergne, Auvergne labels in Paris in the 20s and 30s for the Auvergne community which was one of the biggest communities and uh, so on the one hand we have a nice musette uh, accordion recordings uh, uh, which uh, was popular in the Parisian the dance halls but we also have older, more traditional Auvergne music thanks to some uh, people who released them uh, commercially like a guy called Martin Ke Martin Kella, yeah. but maybe we'll talk about him later. Let's play this uh, record by Ago Pierce and wait, there's a, I have one by Ago Pierce and LR that's really nice that's accordion and, and bagpipe together that's really nice and at, at the time when uh, uh, bagpipes uh, slowly disappeared in Auvergne from the, uh, because people preferred the accordion and 
uh, it was kept in Paris and uh, 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 maybe it's a par paradox but Paris, Paris had to preserve this instrument it's a and paradox yeah. yes yeah. and there are still nowadays uh, in the Rue de Lap which is the old Auvergnat street in Paris which used to be no more but that's the Uh, Auvergne restaurant left and the guy uh, oh, there's yeah. a gathering a weekly or monthly gathering really? of bagpipes still player. on the in Rue de Lap wow. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, La Galoche d'Aurillac is the wow. name of uh, the have restaurant to go. so this is Lo Grando it's an old uh, uh, Auvergne tune by uh, Monsieur Allard and Ego Pierce Allard is the is the cabaret player mm. Ego Pierce is the accordion this is really a transitional record for Thank you. 
great. That's one of the most popular of those Auvergnat bagpipe tunes. They all yeah. recorded that tune. Low grando. Yeah. Really great. Listen to this record by uh, I like this one. It's very unique. It's also from Auvergne, but it's different. This Debron, you know this Debron record? Ah, uh, yes, yes, it's a song. Yeah, yeah. Janet Great. Yes, one of the fam famous traditional songs in Madame Occitan. and Monsieur Debron. No, in Auvergne, Auvergne is in central France, and so it's not far from Berry. We listened to some yeah. tracks uh, to Berry uh, from Berry before, but uh, Berry speaks French, and in Auvergne, spoke Occitan, which is a language uh, which is widespread all over southern France, mm. and it's a Latin language close to French or Italian or Spanish. It's, it sounds more like Italian to me than French. I don't hear any French in it. Yeah, yeah. They roll their R's like that. <laughs> Because all cousins, it's a Latin, a Latin right. language, or coming from yeah. old Latin. Uh, Do they still speak that up there, Occitan up there in, in central, in Auvergne? Yeah, well... Uh, Cantal and all that? In the 1920s or 30s, it was an everyday language. Yeah. And now, of course, people speak French mainly, but the oh. old people still yeah. speak. Anderson speak uh, yeah. Occitan and that's been quite a revival in Occitan really? uh, and especially mm. in music uh, a, lo oh. a lot of young people love to sing in uh, oh, yeah. Occitan wow. and in everyday wow. life maybe they speak French but they yeah. like the sound the musical sound of yeah. uh, Occitan and not only for traditional music but uh, some uh, rap uh, reggae <laughs> in Occitan <laughs> Occitan <But> rap <laughs> Yeah, but there's a very famous band which was born in the 80s, it was quite old now, uh, called Marseille Sound System, and the uh, stars in Marseille, you know, and um, they they mixed uh, the popular music they, they loved, and so they loved yeah. uh, mm. Occitan and uh, so the yeah. so old song from the yeah. countryside, and they loved uh, uh, reggae dance halls, yeah. and they put it together, yeah. and uh, there are yeah. many bands like this in yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit of that. I've heard a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay, let's hear Dead Brown. Okay. <laughs>
Remind me of some American country song, but I can't place it. But some kind of roots from that, probably. And so. that fiddling is not very traditional. You know? yeah. and, uh, many fiddlers were recorded uh, in Auvergne, but long after the '78 yeah. era. Yeah. Uh, That's I, right. We were talking uh, when listening to a song uh, with, uh, with Robert that only one fiddler was real. Uh, one Auvergne fiddler was. Recorded on 78, uh, a guy called Mikkel, and the records are very rare, and, and nothing else. And then in the 60s, and especially in the 70s, when uh, uh, young folk musicians uh, uh, went uh, to the Auvergne countryside to meet all musicians and record their tunes, and they met a lot of fiddlers, uh, hundreds maybe of fiddlers, and they were recorded, and many reissues and now there's a fiddle revival too alongside cabrette and but in the uh, in the 30s it was almost non-existent and i mm. yeah can't picture why actually don't know why don't know why maybe because the fiddlers were in the villages you know and um, they didn't, didn't come to paris and some came to paris but it wasn't considered a very Auvergne, it was a, uh, it wasn't emb emblematic because there were fiddles everywhere, and the the cabaret was really uh, special. Uh, special, maybe that's an explanation. Maybe it's not good. I don't know. Sometimes fiddling or things like that are so commonplace that they become invisible, mm. you know, to people. It's too commonplace. Yeah, that's terrible to yeah. think of, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think about this? I like this guy's uh, Auvergne stuff. Ah, Henri Montbois, yeah. Henri Montbois, so uh, we won't talk too much about Musette today, uh, we'll yeah. do it later. But Montbois but is a guy who starts out playing traditional Auvergnat music, mm. and then he goes to Paris and he starts playing sophisticated Musette tunes, which are have more complicated chords, and a lot of them are film tunes and stuff, and he could do both. Yeah, uh, one of the few who could do both. Yeah. And, uh, most of the Musette accordion players were Italians in Paris, or, or, or the Italian origins. And he's one of the few Auvergnat um, accordionists who made, made a name think, for themselves. In, uh, I think Jean Vessard is also from Jean Vessard from is, uh, Auvergne. Is from Auvergne. Yeah, yeah. He made Joe some. Privat is half uh, Italian, half uh, Auvergne. Oh, he is really? He's yeah. half and half? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here. Uh, this orchestra, Henri Montbois, doing La Tripianar 
Tripiniaro. <laughs> How do you pronounce <coughs> that? La Tripiniaro, but maybe it's a, a typing mistakes could be La Tripiniado. Tripiniaro right. doesn't sound right, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. Well, I'm sure these guys at the record companies didn't know. So the most famous Auvergnat uh, dance is a bourrée, of course. Yes, yes, that's right. It's um, well, they call this a bourrée here on this record. I'm not sure if it's really, uh, you know, an authentic bourrée or not. I don't know. Well, it's on the the structure of a bourrée, and it's played in a. In a, a, a musette style, you know, because yeah. there's a banjo, was, which yes, is right. an important instrument in the musette uh, yeah. uh, era. That's right. And uh, so uh, that guy shows that he, he could do both, and um, it's it's a mix of, uh, but it's 
representative of uh, the music of the late 20s and early 30s in the Auvergne community. Uh, people were already dancing in Balmusette, but still uh, appreciating old tunes. And so there was a market and they could uh, release some records and uh, Auvergne community in Paris would buy the record. What is strange is that uh, only Auvergne recorded and released the commercial music in Paris at the time, and there were many other communities. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Many others. What do you think about this one? Bourré de Monédières. Oh, Segurel. Segurel is uh, interesting because uh, it became a star after yeah. World War II, yeah. and it was. Um, uh, famous, for, uh, he, he, he wrote many tunes oh, himself and mm. songs, mm. and so he came from traditional music, but then released a kind of uh, uh, Auvergne pop music, what they call uh, neo folklore, yeah. which is uh, modern songs but with uh, uh, lyrics about Auvergne. Okay, uh, Auvergne is such a nice. Uh, I don't area. like his later stuff at all. Yeah. This is very yeah. early. For, this is yeah. Le Soleil by him. So. Yeah, and uh, the early stuff is very nice. Yeah. And Jean Vessade, uh, who's um, a musette accordion player from Auvergne, did some great stuff in the 20s and yeah, 30s that's too. Right. And yeah. after the war, did the same as Segurel, uh, became a star of the neo folklore, uh. which is a bit different. It's. Yeah. Uh, Modern music inspired by the tradition, but yeah. very different. Okay, this is called the bourré de... Des monodières. Yeah.
Margarita, mamia, caipate bien, que belle est Margarita, caipate bien, Margarita, mamia, caipate bien, que belle est Margarita. So, um, uh, Sigur is not from Auvergne, it's from Limousin, which is the neighboring area. Yeah. And the musics are very similar. Um, and uh, so, but it's a bit different, you know. They still speak Occitan, they uh, play the bourré and dance the bourré, but it's um, two neighboring areas in uh, cent southern central France. And on the label, uh, it says that Segura is playing on accordion Mojin Frère in Tulle. Tulle is famous, uh, famous now in France because uh, uh, last president, François Hollande, was uh, the mayor and the local MP in Tulle. And they have this big uh, accordion uh, uh, fabric called uh, Mojin. Uh, which was one of the main producers in uh, in France, and had been for a hundred hundred um, years, and it almost closed because they didn't sell enough accordions, and uh, oh, wow. so they were almost went out of business. And one guy saved the company. Uh, it's a professional football player from Arsenal, and uh, uh, he was a local a French player, a local guy from Tulle, and said, "Okay, I will save the." Save uh, the company, so he save the accordion he, company. And in the, he, this guy is, uh, is called uh, Laurent Koscielny, a professional right. football player, That's an international player. That's great. He invested some money in the accordion uh, company <laughs> to save it. That was nice. Great record. Nice. One of these later Le Soleil records. Think about that one. Do you know that one? Les autres sont tous comme ça. No, I don't actually. Yes, it's later. Yeah. Uh, so you want to play that one? Les yeah. Auvergnats. Yeah. This uh, K-Line is nephew. Georges Cantonet was Cantornay. the last nephew. Oh yeah, he was. Huh? Yeah. He's very young on these records, Cantonet. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He made records later, and he died young. He died at the age of forty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Can I saw uh, where this thing uh, Le Soleil recording? So Le Soleil was a label founded by Martin Martin yeah. Kela, who's a, a bagpipe player and singer. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think they stopped recording around 1941 after the German occupation starts. Yeah, the, but they kept issuing stuff. They even issued stuff on like uh, 45s and LPs later, I think. But it's it's all stuff recorded earlier, I think. I think so. Uh, Kayla died in 51. 51, yeah. So I don't know if yeah. they recorded it. It's not clear. Yeah, oh, even yeah. a, a guy who was specialist in dating yeah. records, I yeah. think about a guy like Martin Mon uh, Monre. Yeah. Uh, Mark Monre, not Martin, sorry. Mark Monre <laughs> was a, 
an old guy in Paris who has uh, listings of all uh, recording sessions in Paris in the 20s and 30s, so you can give him a call. Okay, I have this record, uh, oh, yeah? catalog mm. number, so and so, and he calls you oh. back. Okay, it was recording on the 1st of April 1932, <laughs> and wow. but he couldn't do wow. it for Le Soleil. Yeah, is that he right? He doesn't have the information. Wow. He has some information, no. but not much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Marc Monreux. Thanks. Is uh, now it's about ninety, and oh. it's done so much for us um, collectors. In uh, he knows so much about datation. Uh, I don't know about uh, British American records. Les Auvergnats sont tout comme ça. I mean, all the, the Auvergnats are like that. <laughs> it's played by Martin Keller and his nephew, Georges Contourné. And uh, Brass is the accordion player. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I just want to, uh, we're going to do one more record. Yeah. I just want to thank you guys. 
Guillaume Roberts' fantastic show. Now, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those shows that blows people's minds who are listening to this uh, podcast. Well, to me, like if, you, if you're into um, American country music, Cajun, Irish, Italian, which I know a lot of people are, and you don't identify with this music, then I don't know. You just hate the French or something. I, I can't imagine what could possibly be wrong with you because this music is just absolutely beautiful and deep and mind-blowing. And, well, I, I had a great time. So I what I'm you. really trying to say is uh, thank you, you know. Okay, thank you. This will be our last record of the evening. Okay, okay. <laughs> Are you sure, Robert? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, I uh, okay, uh, uh, well, let's. Uh, it's called Tyrolean Creole. I don't know if you. Uh, so it's and it's a Java. Java is, uh, of course, a dance which was created in the Balmusette. That's right. Very popular in Paris, the Java. It's a kind of fast mazurka. Uh, right. And uh, the title, Tyrolean Creole, so it must have some uh, yodel. It must have <laughs> some uh, uh, West Indian um, yeah, Tyrolean rhythms. Creole. <laughs> and so it's, um, yeah, uh, it's very late. Uh, let's play it. I don't know <laughs> okay, what you the, said. And the the band is the Orchestra Monsieur Galvang. Galvang, he, he played saxophone or something like that? He, I think he also played accordion, but I don't, I don't remember. But I like this record. Okay, that's yours. Yeah, I think it's one of the very last Le Soleil record. Yeah, because it has a very 1940s feel to yeah. it, yeah?
as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love you, audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old-time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you, and good night. Well, That's I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every what? show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on.